Welcome to Revive Her, a transformative space where we break down walls to unearth the incredible power that lies within every woman. We're your hosts, Haley and Noel. Dive into candid conversations about entrepreneurship, faith, and relationships, and the journeys that define us. Whether you're a woman who's walking the path of self-discovery or someone who desperately needs to feel understood, Revive Her is your safe space to learn, heal, and grow. Are you ready? Confrontation is a word that sends shivers down our spines and triggers a mix of anxiety and uncertainty in our hearts, unless you're Noelle Walker. (laughs) But for the rest of us, we can avoid it like the plague. Well, I guess just go ahead and put that on my headstone. (laughs) So I read that to Drew last night and he was like, that is the truth. Noelle's not afraid of confrontation at all. But I will tell you, there was a point in my life when I was. Mm -hmm. And when I saw how bad avoiding confrontation hurt me. Mm -hmm. And so today we're going to take a deep dive into confrontation and why people don't like confrontation, but why it's healthy to mm-hmm. have healthy confrontation. Mm-hmm. It, it, and it is. And it's so funny because we, Noelle and I are the exact opposites. Like mm-hmm. I want to, I just, let's make everyone happy. We don't have to tell them it's fine. Let's bury it. And she's like, no, honey, like let's just hit the <laughs> nail on the head. Let's go for it. And like we had recently hired someone and we did not like the work that they did for us. And, you know, yeah. they were asking for a testimonial and I I just kept ignoring their emails because I didn't want to have to (laughs) like tell them that I didn't like what they did and like, you know, just disagreed with some of their methods and, you know, they kept on and Noelle was like, listen, I'll, I'll handle it. Like I'll email them back. And I was like, girl, you take it. Cause I'm just going to keep sitting here ignoring it. And she handled it perfectly. It was kind. It was honest and it didn't leave them. Well, I don't think it left them feeling like horrible. Like she did it in just a really kind way. Yeah, because it helps people that come along after us, Mm -hmm. you know, if it can make them better. And same thing with me and my business. If I can do something that's better Mm -hmm. and if people have like good constructive criticism and things like that, like I want to hear it, Mm -hmm. you know, but there were times I didn't want to hear it and there (laughs) were times I couldn't accept it either. So we're going to talk about some reasons that people have a fear of confrontation or conflict. I think the first is just fear of failure. And what I mean by that is you feel like they won't trust you anymore if you're wrong or if you get too emotional or you're, you fear that if you have this conflict, like they're just not going to respect you or you're just worthless after. I think you could call it rejection too, like fear of failure and rejection. And the fear of not being liked. Mm. This is a biggie. Mm -hmm. I lived my life for the majority of my life with this fear of not being liked. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be everyone's cup of tea. Like Mm -hmm. I wanted everyone to like me. And what I would do is I would change based on the people I was around. And it was like, I found myself in these situations where I'm like, this is not even how I feel. But I was so heavily influenced by everyone that I was around that I lost myself. So you can be scared that the other person will stop liking you after the confrontation. It could be you're outnumbered. Mm -hmm. So standing up for yourself or having a hard conversation to one person is hard enough. But if you have to go up 
to a group of people, like that's terrifying. Yes. If there's multiple people that you have to address in yeah. a situation, like just bury me now. <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you. you. <laughs> oh, you're not confident in delivering your side of the argument. This mm. is one, I feel like a lot of people shut down. They're so passionate. They're so fired up and they're like, okay, I'm ready for this. And then it's like the moment they feel that pushback it's mm-hmm. like their confidence is gone and they yeah. shut down. You get shy and you just, you aren't confident when you're speaking your side. And like, sometimes I feel like you, like, you know what you want to say and you know how you're feeling, but when it comes time to actually put it into words, mm-hmm. like you can clam up, you know what you're feeling, you know what you're thinking, but it's really hard to explain it yeah. to the other person. And then you're like, oh, they're not going to understand because I don't even know how to explain it. So then you just clam up and you shut down. And I'd say the last one is you speak before listening. So the Bible even talks about this. I think it's in, is it in James where it's like, be slow to anger, slow to speak and quick to listen. Mm -hmm. And you don't give your brain enough time to process information and you speak before you're ready, which can often cause the conflict to be worse. Or you speak out of emotion. That's probably the biggest thing that people, like if you have to have a confrontation, most likely you're up in arms about something. You're feeling a little hot and heavy about something and that just, whoo. That fans the flame. Yes. And I think that's why I always struggled with confrontation previously Mm -hmm. is because I reacted solely on emotion. Mm -hmm. And Drew says this all the time. He's like, you are one person that you don't react on your emotion. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like I've trained myself that like, okay, I'm going to let this marinate. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let this sink in. Like I am not going to react on my emotion because every time I have reacted on emotion, I have regretted it. But I've never regretted a time that I just sat in the quiet and let it marinate Mm -hmm. in my soul. And it's so funny. I I feel like I'm a walking contradiction. So like, if I'm upset with someone or if I have a problem or if I've been offended, whatever it is, that's when I want to bury it. I'm like, forget it. Like I'll get over it whenever it's fine. Let's not do this. But if I'm the one that's offended someone, or if I know that I've upset someone, Mm -hmm. or if I'm the cause of a situation, then I can't, I can't talk to them fast enough. And sometimes that's not good because I'm like freaking out. I want to make it right. I want to say, I'm sorry, even if it's not my fault, like I want to make it better. And this can come down to like your attachment style, your personality. Like if you have an anxious attachment style, like you are going to do anything in that moment to make it better. And if you're avoidant, you're going to avoid, you're going to just minimize the situation. You're going to try to let it go. So like, there's a lot of factors in how you feel about these situations, but you always, whether you're the person in the wrong or the person who's done the wrong, take a beat, like take a beat, think about it, wait till your emotions are Mm -hmm. are down. Like do not act immediately. I I'm guilty of that. Like I want to make things better when I know that someone's upset with me, but I need to process that too first and then then go and have a conversation. Yeah, pausing is key. But I've had situations too where I feel like that maybe I have said too much Mm -hmm. or maybe I have been way too honest with Mm -hmm. someone or maybe I have just said something that is how I feel, but I didn't, it wasn't filtered, you know, unfiltered. And I do feel like that we're not called to be unfiltered. Like we're not called to just rattle off and all of this. Oh yeah, that's good. You hear people and they say like, I'm blunt or what is that? I'm a savage. And I'm like, it's an excuse. Yeah. I'm like, that's not a good thing. We do need to be filtered Mm -hmm. to an extent, but there have been times that I haven't like paused and thought like, okay, like what? 
how can I deliver this with love and with Mm -hmm. kindness? And I've just said it, it's not been received well. And so there's been times that I've wanted to be like, wait, 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 wait. Like I, you know, I should have delivered that different. I shouldn't have this, that, but I have found that it is best to just let it marinate, like let them Mm -hmm. feel the feels and then have that conversation because sometimes you can just make it way worse by trying to like do cleanup Mm -hmm. on it. And I'm bad for this. uh, I'm going to cringe when I say this. It's just (laughs) the truth. Like I really genuinely always have good intentions, but my mouth can get me in trouble. Mm -hmm. I, I say things and I mean them one way, like genuinely mean them in a certain way. And it can come across so wrong. Someone can take it just so not how I meant it. And so I'm bad for not, if anyone knows me and they listen to this, they're like, uh, I'm just bad for not thinking about how something could come across. Like, I know what I mean. So I just say it without thinking yeah. almost. And delivery. Then, yes. Yeah. Delivery is a big, big problem for me. <laughs> and then like someone will be like, wow, that like really hurt my feelings or like that wasn't very nice or whatever it is. And then I'm like, I have to take a second and think about it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. Well, I can see how you took it that way. Like, I'm so sorry. I did not mm-hmm. mean it that way. So that goes back to being quick to listen and slow to speak because I can get myself in trouble when I just really had the best intentions. Like I'm really bad for that. So how do we overcome this fear of confrontation and conflict? So if you experience any of those things that we listed or things that we didn't list, because that's that's not an exhaustive list, but how do we overcome that fear of confrontation and conflict when we just need to have those crucial moments? And I would say the number one is identify what happens when you avoid conflict. That's a biggie. So yeah, it's write down problems that you experience when you avoid confrontation. Like actually take out your phone, get the notes app, do it pen and pad, like whatever. Write it down from the smallest things that seem even pointless to write to like noticeable consequences. If you avoid conflict, is the situation going to grow worse? Is there going to be a wedge in this relationship? Is something bad going to happen in your business? Like, are you going to lose money? Are you, you know, like, are you going to lose a friendship? Yeah, I'm really bad. I can roll with the awkward Mm -hmm. and it's like, I roll with the awkward and then I'm like, go with the flow. And then it just builds Mm -hmm. and it builds and it builds. And I think that's why, in this season of my life, I'm not afraid to have confrontation because I know what avoiding it has done to Mm -hmm. me in the past. It's ruined relationships with people that I don't even feel any type of way against, right? It's just like you build up and you build up and you build up and you never address it to see what is actually going on. So, Mm -hmm. and then I think too, we have to identify what you can gain from the confrontation. Mm -hmm. This is a biggie too, because your relationships might improve, your problems might get solved, or you might become happier. So identify big or small, what you gain from having the confrontation. And it can be as simple as peace of mind, knowing that you spoke what you needed to speak, that you gave forgiveness where you needed Mm -hmm. to give forgiveness that, I mean, I'd, I'd venture to say that your gain is going to be much longer or much more impactful than the consequences of avoiding. Also reframe your thoughts on confrontation. Fear of confrontation is often based on false assumptions and good grief, am I guilty of this? Mm -hmm. I really struggle with anxiety and I build up situations in my head. I like struggle. I'm like, I just worry about everything. I avoid because I just am like, oh, this is going to be this way and it's going to (laughs) play out this way. And it's just usually never like that. And thoughts like 
confrontation isn't healthy or a disagreeing will ruin our relationship or God would be disappointed if I spoke my mind on this. Like that only fuels your fear. And in reality, confrontation is healthy no matter how you slice or dice it, as long as you do it in a proper manner. And there are many kind and assertive ways to speak up and express your opinion and doing so might just improve the situation more than you ever imagined. But again, it's all in the delivery. It's Mm -hmm. in your heart of how you're addressing this confrontation. But if you do it right, if you do it in love, like it can only be better. Right. And stick to I feel statements and work on staying calm. When I am mentoring women and we are talking about confrontation or we are talking about hard conversations, I talk about this almost every day of my life. The number one thing I say is remain calm. Mm -hmm. If you cannot remain calm, it's not time for you to have this talk. It's not time for you to have this confrontation. Like if you cannot stay chill the whole time, then keep your lips zipped until you can. So the key to confrontation is to speak in feelings, not accusations. Mm -hmm. And that our flesh wants to accuse, 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 but we have to, we can't do that. So rather than saying, you're always so disrespectful and ignore me, try saying, sometimes I feel disrespected and ignored when you scroll on your phone as I talk, because the goal is to be assertive, but not aggressive Mm -hmm. to speak truth without accusing. And then to avoid those general blanket statements, like always and never as well. I know for me, one thing that I've learned too, my therapist actually taught me this is Noel, like when people hurt you, you need to tell them mm-hmm. like, Hey, that hurt me. And I am stubborn. I'm strong willed. And I'm like, no, <laughs> well, no. <laughs> no, like I ain't telling nobody they hurt me, yeah. you know, but like whenever I sit and think like, man, that really did hurt me. And then I tell people that hurt me they're always like, yes. oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Yes. It's like people don't realize that nobody's intention typically is to just hurt you, yeah. you know? So when you come right out and say like, that hurt me, I feel like that's such a powerful statement that we run from. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because Chris and I almost sarcastically use, I feel statements and it just diffuses the situation. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause it's, it, if anyone heard us, like if we were having a disagreement, they were like, these people are psychotic <laughs> because I'll be like, okay, well, I feel that da, 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 da. And he was like, well, what I'm hearing you say is this. And I feel da, 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 da. And that's literally how we do it. And it's just so comical and stupid that we're speaking truth and it just diffuses the situation because yeah. like we feel so dumb when we're saying it, but I'm, it works every single time. <laughs> and like we are very, very pointed in using those statements like that, like almost sarcastically <laughs> and it just works for yeah. us. So like we're very good about that. We catch ourselves with like, you know, you always do this or I always have to take out the trash or I, you know, whatever it is, like yeah. we're, we are careful in like our communication has gotten so good because of that, like this one tip right here. Like if you take nothing else, like this will change your communication and help like diffuse anything in the moment. It's just so good. The next one, I would say, know your audience, know the person that you're talking to. And what I mean by that is confronting someone is more of an art than a science sometimes. Like what works well with one person may not work well with another. So the way that I would have to confront Noel is not going to be the same way that I would confront 
my sister or Chris or someone else, consider the person's patterns and the personality and then act accordingly. So you might be able to be more blunt with one person while maybe you need to be a little bit more soft with the other, but practice it as silly as that sounds like practice having these conversations and you'll be able to recognize like when to speak up, how to do it and the best ways to express yourself effectively. But again, you have to know the person that you're talking to because you just can't address everyone the same way. Yeah. While you're letting it marinate, this is something that I do. I'll be driving down the road and I'll think about a situation like, okay, I'm going to have to have this hard talk. Like I'm going to have to have this hard conversation and I'll have something come to mind and I write it down then and Mm -hmm. there because you will forget it in the moment you will forget it. So that's why it's really important that we, one, you know exactly who you're talking to, but two, you don't just fly off. Give yourself time to think and to process and to prepare. That is key. I was watching an episode of the Kardashians and like their latest season and Courtney and Kim had been in this huge fight. I mean, it was like one of their worst ones. I've been watching, God, I've been watching it for 20, <laughs> what, 24 seasons. Yeah. And Courtney made it a list. Like they decided to like actually meet and have a sit down conversation because it got so bad. And Courtney walks in the bedroom with a, a list to go over <laughs> with Kim. And I was like laughing at her, but I'm like, you know, that's a really good idea yeah. because you can cover all of the hurts that you have. You can make sure you're you know, speaking in a respectful way because you have like notes in front of you. And so that seems like a silly idea, but man, it's like really effective. Mm -hmm. It's a really good idea to just like write things down in the moment. Yeah. So how can you prepare for confrontation with someone? An article by SkillPath listed these questions and we thought they were genius. So ask yourself these questions to make sure that you're clear headed, that you have a path to the conversation and that your heart is in the right place. So the first one is ask yourself, why are we having this conversation and what do I hope to achieve? Is my goal supportive of the other person or is it punishing the other person? Next, what are my assumptions about the other person's goals for this conversation? Okay, number three. And if you guys aren't writing these down, like I really encourage you to rewind and write it down because these are really, really good. Number three, am I emotionally prepared for this meeting? What feelings are being triggered by this situation and how does my history explain these triggers? Number four, how is my attitude about the impending conversation influencing my approach to it? Can I focus on the good that could come from this rather than worrying about the negative? All right, next, what do I know about the other person? What could he or she want? What are his or her fears? Could I make this person a partner rather than an adversary? Number six, what are my fears? Do we have common concerns? And last, what have I done? What have I done so far to contribute to the problem at hand? And this is so good Mm because it's forcing you to look inward because we're all probably guilty of something in, in a confrontation. So what have I done so far to contribute to the problem at hand? And what do I believe the other person has contributed to the problem? So we're looking at both parties here. And remember to avoid confrontations when one, you haven't prepared yourself for the confrontation mentally and emotionally. Second, your emotions are too heightened. This is a biggie. If you are feeling emotional, if you feel defensive when you think about this, it is not the right time to have the confrontation. Mm -hmm. There isn't enough time to deal with the issue constructively. You need to pick your battles and you know nothing will be resolved 
And then last, you've tried confrontation with this person before and you need a mediator. This is a biggie. Mm -hmm. In my job, I am always like, if you need a mediator, it's me. Because (laughs) I do believe that when you have two parties that you know I'm never going to see eye to eye with this person. Like we're never going to agree. We're never going to, we're never going to resolve this. Like sometimes you do need someone Mm -hmm. that can be in the middle. That's not biased towards either one of you. Yes. I was about to say, like, make sure that they are just a neutral third party. Mm -hmm. It could even be a stranger, like a random therapist. Like I almost encourage it to be someone that doesn't know you both or just knows both of you very lightly. Like you do not want it to come from one side or the other. It has to be someone like that's going to be neutral and mediation is biblical. Like it's biblical to go to the person first and try to resolve Mm -hmm. it. And then if you can't resolve it between the two of you, if you've tried and tried and this Mm -hmm. problem is still there, that's when you need to have a mediator. Like that's the proper next step is to have someone there. So don't be a don't feel like shameful if you couldn't, you know, get it done. Just the two of you, like sometimes situations are just so deep and the hurt or the confrontation is just so deep that you have to have that. So just remember that it is biblical to have confrontation. It is biblical to confront your brother in love in a proper way. Mm -hmm. And we want you to revive your spirit by meditating on this scripture. And it's Matthew 8, 15. And it simply says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him. Again, make sure you do it out of love and with grace and make sure you listen more then you talk, go back to that verse to be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to anger. And if you want to go deeper, download our seven day guide to revive your spirit in the show notes.